1: Welcome to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. I'm Bill. I'm Linda. I'm Charles. I'm Seth.
2: <laughs> I'm Jenna.
1: And welcoming uh, back today, we are uh, Mr. Stu Burns. I don't know why I had to say that like Yoda.
3: Welcoming back <laughs> today, we are.
1: <laughs> Welcome back, Stu. Strong, yeah, strong we man. are in the force today, Bill. <laughs> <laughs>
4: and, really, uh, how are you today, Stu? <clears throat> well, I
1: am. <laughs> <laughs> will I am. Not Young will Catwoman. I am. That's me. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Stu is going to be uh, talking a little bit about uh, the Hastings Bigfoot Museum uh, a little later on in the show. But first, we kind of wanted to up- update people on our recent trip to TeslaCon, uh, which happened, what was it, two weeks ago, I think. And uh, we got back from that. And we had a lot of fun there. Uh, We went up there with uh, six friends from uh, here, as well as actually a number of other folks that are in the uh, steampunk group here in Omaha, Nebraska, and a bunch of folks from the Iowa steampunk group as well. And it was uh, interesting. It's the first large con that um, we'd been to since uh, the pandemic got started. And um, they... I think um, Eric Larson, who runs Test the Con, did a very good job of making everyone feel safe, um, doing the right things. They had uh, mask mandates. Um, They also had a requirement that you had to show your vaccination card for admission. Uh, If you didn't have a vaccination card, then you had to show a um, proof of a negative COVID test within what was, I think, the last 24 hours or something, right?
2: No, it's like three, 72 hours.
1: Okay. So, um, and uh, mask requirement throughout the whole con, whether you're in the vendor space or you're in meeting rooms or just even walking around the hotel, you leave your hotel room, you got to mask up. So, so it was very good. Uh It was a little bit strange doing it with masks and seeing everybody wear masks. Um, they had, um, <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> I like the beard, is the beard great. <laughs> people yeah, are we're creative looking at a picture uh, for uh, our podcast listeners. We're looking at a picture of several people in costume, and someone's got a mask that looks just
2: like a like beard. A beard.
4: <laughs> it's fantastic.
2: <laughs> people got very creative with it.
4: <laughs> I was going to ask how many people integrated the masks into their costumes?
1: uh There were quite a few that did. There were a lot of uh, people that had like those uh, plague doctor uh, mm-hmm. masks that they were wearing. Um, uh, I'm trying to think what else there was. Um, a lot of people that it had incorporated it into their costumes in different ways. And then, of course, I'd say probably 50% of the people were just wearing you know, regular face masks. Yeah, so yeah. it was about half and half, I'd say, the people that went to the extra work of, to incorporate the masks into their outfit. Now they well, did. What's that, Linda?
2: A lot of these people make their own costumes anyway so to make the mask to like match the costume it was like a piece of cake for him so
1: yeah and um the so the the theme of this year's TeslaCon was war of the world's hg wells and uh in order to sort of tie in the whole reason for wearing masks um there was this idea that these martians had come and they had brought with them this um uh, red weed um, not like, you know, the green weed that maybe Seth likes and
4: Jenna yeah. and what? Linda. I don't know
5: what you're talking about. <laughs> what? I am a law abiding citizen, sir. Of course. In Nebraska.
4: These are yes. spurious accusations and I don't know what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> no. Uh, Good yeah. day, sir. Good, Good day. day. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, the red weed, uh, if you got infected with it, you, um, I don't know, went crazy and became a maniacal murderer or something maybe huh
5: but doesn't that still kind of work because ultimately what stops the monsters in the war of the worlds isn't this the one where they get earth's bacteria and yes it causes right. them to die right so i feel like that still works because you would think too there'd be a risk of exposure to them in the beginning
1: yes right and so that's uh, awesome. you know anytime you have uh, another uh, species introduced into a different environment, you've got cross-contamination risks, right? Because they can bring viruses with them as well as then be susceptible to viruses that we have. So yeah, it was uh, it was good. Uh, the vendor room was great. Uh, they didn't have quite as many vendors as they've had in the past. And a lot of that was due to some vendors not wanting to participate with the uh, vaccination card requirements or the mask mandates mask wearing yeah. so uh, those that's folks cool. weren't there but that's pretty cool yeah
5: yeah
4: for, for gonna... those
5: who are listening uh we're saying that's cool because linda just flashed another pretty awesome costume we know there are those who like to listen to us but this is definitely an episode we would encourage you to also maybe go back and check out again afterward if you're only able to listen because the the detail and the artwork on these costumes are amazing
1: yeah. And um, uh, there was one woman there that was really good. Uh, she uh, she was like a, a wind-up robot. So she had like a big key on her back and she would just be kind of like slumped over, you know, just standing there. And uh, somebody would come up and grab her key and turn her key, wind it up. And then the key would wind down and then she'd start coming up and doing this clockwork thing. And she had this whole routine that she'd go through. And uh, costume was really amazing too. So And uh, there was one person that had a costume that was like, um, uh, it was designed to look like one of the Martian machines. So she had like basically three legs and she was like up on stilts. And it was all designed into this big costume where they looked like big Martian walker legs. And it was, it was pretty impressive. I think you're muted, Seth.
4: I said, wow. Oh, sorry. I turned on my mute because there are, there are three kittens in the background currently going ham on a paper bag.
2: Uh. <laughs> gotcha.
4: I think they're done now, though, so I can unmute myself. I,
2: love
3: it. Right. I just wanted to make a note because I, I think it's kind of I, I believe originally the red weed was, was thought to um, in Wells's book was thought to be part of the reason Mars had a red appearance.
1: Uh. Oh, really? I didn't know the red weed was mentioned in his book. I, I thought I had read that, but I don't Oh, you know what? Maybe I never read the War of the Worlds book. I I know I've read a lot of H.G. Wells, and I don't, maybe I haven't read that. that Yeah,
3: yeah, no, the red weed was in the original, was in in War of the, yeah, it was in the book, Mm. the novel. Um, Oh, and it it, it dies off for the same reasons the Martians do. Okay. I don't think they know if it was intentional or not to bring the red weed, but.
1: Yeah, or if it just came with them.
3: Yeah,
1: uh, we appear to have lost Stu.
5: Uh, he might just be taking no. back off or something. No, he
3: just.
6: He's, oh, sorry there. about that. Oh, there no, he is. I was I was looking for a book I was going to use later in the in the podcast, and I just decided to. You didn't need to see me doing that.
1: Oh, gotcha.
3: Sorry. Oh, yeah. Good radio we, there. Good we thought radio. for a minute that Stu
1: Hi. had been kidnapped by uh, Sasquatch, and in order to uh, keep him from revealing any crucial information. <laughs> I can neither
6: confirm nor deny that
1: report. (laughs) So I don't know, Linda, do we have anything else about TeslaCon we want to talk about specifically? I mean, um, it's a good con. They had a lot of good panels. Um, I'm trying to remember one that was fun to go in. I just have
2: a number of pictures I'm going to keep going through of these costumes are just freaking amazing.
1: All right. Would
2: you say,
5: even though it was weird that people had to wear the mask, Yeah. the community to be around the
2: community again was that oh yeah oh my god everybody said it was so worth it
1: you know so worth it for everybody to get back together again and and even sitting in uh in panels and stuff and listening to uh you know people give talks on different things was pretty awesome um and they had like a fun a lot of fun little gaming panels um normally on uh the saturday night of the con they usually have like um they have like a uh, two different dances one uh, happens first and that's called like a the steerage ball um mm-hmm. and uh you know you just uh, come as you are and then uh, later on they have a more formal elegant ball um but they didn't do that this year because they didn't think having a bunch of you know jumping around sweating heavily breathing people, people in
2: a small room in a,
1: in a pandemic was a good idea so <clears throat> instead what they did is they had um Some uh, performance groups come in and they they uh, staged a reenactment of H.G. Wells' radio drama, The War of the Worlds, and they did it up on a stage live. And they had, you know, they were doing the sound effects all themselves and everything. And uh, that was that was very impressive. Um, So that was kind of fun this year. Uh,
2: These people have been like sewing for two years, so if you're amazed at some of these costumes, they they have had two years to work on them. (laughs) yeah oh wait i gotta get this one so one of the things that they do is they have um it's immersive right and again it couldn't be as immersive this year as they wanted it to be but um this one's particularly funny so they had like the an army of red martian fighters so these guys are the ones that go out and fight the martians it's yeah this was the
1: uh this was bobbin's royal guard
2: the Royal Guard.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so I they see. ran around, you know, battling the Martians. And, uh, I, you know, you kind of see that they've got these red glasses on, but what you don't really see is that above the glasses, they actually had super bright red LEDs. And it was supposed to be some sort of like the equivalent of night vision goggles, except they were <laughs> red vision goggles to make the Martians easier to identify. And um, so, yeah, they, they were. They were pretty funny. Watch them running around the con.
4: Did uh, did you guys uh, run into
1: Adam Whitledge, the guest author, guest uh, and owner? Um, I did we not
2: look for him and did not find him.
1: Well, I I actually saw him teaching a number of panels,
2: right, uh, But they
1: conflicted up. with other panels that Linda and I were going to, and by the time we got out, we'd go by the room and he'd be gone. He and I wasn't sure what he looked like to find him, and. <laughs> And each day I was like, okay, where's Adam? And I'm like, oh shit, he's teaching this panel at the same time we're going to go do a, a tintype. All right, well, when we get done with that tintype, we'll go there and find him. And then we get done with the tintype and we'd like, okay, well, his room's not going to get out for like another 15 minutes. We got enough time to go to the vendor room. And, and that's then we get lost hole. in the vendor room a half an hour ago <laughs> by and I'm like, God damn, Adam's gone.
2: That's a and rabbit hole you do not want to go down.
1: Right, so. This was
2: particularly good. Yeah. Holy
1: cow! Yeah. That was pretty, pretty serious.
5: So Um, question. I mean, these, it's an immersive experience. Uh, Obviously there's a lot of people who put your show. There's a lot of people who put a lot of effort. So maybe someone who's interested in steampunk would want to attend, but you know, they're like, I don't have any costumes or anything like that. Are those people still welcome? Oh, absolutely. Comfortable walking around. Oh yeah,
1: absolutely. So, uh, this year we went, um, We took uh, uh, we took Zach Nelson, who's uh, been on this show uh, once or twice before, Um, and he's never done anything uh, steampunk in his life. Never been to a con, never gone to a a photographic shoot, nothing. Didn't
2: know what to expect.
1: And so I just (laughs) sent him some some uh, links to um, there's an online shop where you can buy a lot of steampunk type outfits called the steampunk emporium so i sent him a link to that and so he ordered a vest and um i think uh a shirt or two and that's pretty much
2: regular street shirt remember i was making fun. oh yeah and
1: uh so that's that's pretty much what he wore figuring that he would get there and then go into the vendor room and finish outfitting himself. And that's kind of what he did. Uh, And he had a great time. He said uh, he said he really wants to come back next year. Um, We uh, they they had tickets on sale for next year's con. And uh, we all went and got our tickets, but I can't remember where. Oh, Zach had gotten a call from one of his uh, clients. One of his clients. They were having some issues with the website. And so he had run back up to his room to Get that sorted out, and the rest of us got in line and got our tickets for next year. <laughs> and when we got to be- together with Zach, he's like, "Well, damn, I got to get my ticket now. I got to go get in line." And and we we're always running around do something. And then before you know it, it's like they've closed down the ticket sale booth for next year. And he's like, "Oh God, damn I didn't get my ticket." <laughs> so now Aww. he's got to wait till they go on sale in January. But uh, yeah, he bought uh, he bought like this leather um, shoulder thing. Um, you might find a picture of it, Linda. Yeah, on yeah, I'm looking <laughs> on my uh Facebook page. Um,
2: there's just so many. I mean, there's the costumes are just so amazing,
1: yeah. So he was pretty happy with that. And that, oh, and he bought like a sword, I think, as well. And I don't know, some other stuff. Oh, some gauntlet gloves, and then also <laughs> our friend Audie, he had never done done it before, and uh, we took him for Couple the first time ago. about three years ago, I think. Yeah. It was and the Wild Wild
2: West, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, and oh God, he's gone he back it. every year, and uh, so he kind of dresses like a Victorian um, Midwestern gunslinger. Nice. So he's got this black hat and this long black, you know. Um,
2: Here's one of the tripod creatures. Yeah,
1: wow. this, this is this is not the one that I was referring to, though. But this is this was a pretty good one, um, and she had that. It, it was really tough to keep it um, level keep it level as she was going because Mm -hmm. uh she had you can see there's a pvc pipe there it looks like it's coming down on her head but it's actually going to a harness on her back and then that last leg just kind of drug along behind her but the whole thing was a little bit flimsy didn't really hold up very well but the other one we saw where the the lady was actually on stilts that was that was awesome
2: i'm kind Um, of at the mercy of of whoever this has got really good pictures so
1: so we're
4: did they have, were they like employees of the con then going around and interacting with people or. some?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Some like the red guard. Um, and normally he has a lot more uh, characters, but there were a lot of actors that um, he normally worked with for this kind of thing that weren't really comfortable coming into a big group setting, um, especially going into the holidays. So they said, you know, they were going to have to pass this year. So. You know, it, there wasn't quite that level of uh,
2: yeah. It was uh, definitely more activity,
1: lonely. but but it was really fun getting together with people and uh, this is you the know. wind
2: up girl. Oh yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: yeah. She had the big so yeah. If if she were to turn around, you'd see this big, you know, um, clock winding handle uh, key. And uh, I'm going to see if I can find a picture of that.
2: Yeah, see if you can, because I'm just working. Yeah, You'll
1: have future. to fill in the, the space while I'm looking, though.
5: Well, I mean, I think overall, it's, it's great that you well, guys actually, had a great time. Um, and that, you know, it not only was it still a communal a community experience that all of us nerds are missing in cons. Like I just told you the other day, I miss cons. But it's still something that even the new person who's been wanting to dip their toes in a long time, even though it's a huge con with all of these advanced uh, cosplayers and costume designers, they can still go in regular street clothes and enjoy it.
1: Right. Uh, here it is. I found it. Let me, um,
5: okay, let me stop sharing.
1: send this to myself so I can share oh. it.
5: Yeah, that
6: that was not at all what I, what I envisioned. I, that, 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 that was a really cool take on the winding mechanism that she had going there that that was really creative
2: yeah that was the red weed killer i don't know i'm not sure that's the one bill was talking about there's there are are so many people at this thing and there are so many i like you could. i've i mean i've been to planet con and i haven't seen the intricate detail that i see all the time at tesla con it's just nuts so speaking of other cool things that or interesting things that people may want
5: to go out and get uh, do some adventuring on, Stu, you came to tell us about the uh, Bigfoot <laughs> Museum here in Hastings, correct?
6: Oh, I suppose. Yeah, we could talk about that for a bit. Um, <laughs> it, the, um, if you're not familiar with it, the Nebraska Tourism Commission has this program they do every year called the Nebraska Passport, which runs roughly from May through September that, you know, summer is broadly defined where you go around and they name between 70 and 80 sites that they want you to try and get out and see. And you get kind of nominal prizes. Um, back when I was working for Wellness Councils of America, there was a slogan that employees will do anything for a t-shirt. Well, that was kind of what they're, what they're pushing. Yep, yeah. so, yeah, T-shirt, license plate holder, stuff like that, that are types of prizes they give. And um, so I was out with some some friends, you know, just looking, you know, doing our thing on on the passport one day. Really, I, well, our oh, the main cool. focus of that trip was actually the Willow Cather sites in Red Cloud, because a young woman was writing an essay on on Cather and she, and she had a master's in travel writing. So she was like, hey, let's just let's knock out something in my expertise. So we did a we did all the Cather sites and everything. It was it was wonderful. And on the way back, I well frankly, I took a wrong turn. I was trying to bypass <laughs> state and fair traffic. And that's I ended man. up Going right into the heart, going right into the heart of where I didn't want to be, but that's okay. And you know, you're driving by the you're driving down the road and you see something out of the corner of your eye, and you're like, Did I just see what I think I just saw? And so I yelled yell these guys, Did, did I did you just see that? And of course they're both on their phones. They're like, What are you talking about, Stu? So I'm like, I'm not letting this go. So I double back, and there by the side of the road in Hastings, Nebraska is a sign saying, Bigfoot Museum. <laughs> And of course, I'm I'm thinking that this has just got to be some prankster, or somebody putting a sign out there to say something silly. there are these Bigfoot cutouts, you know, all over the place. There's one up by the uh, by, by 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 the chalk mine, by the Happy Jack chalk mine in Scotia, Nebraska, for crying out loud. I'm like, well, they, they can't be serious. So I pull into this little driveway they have, and yeah, they're serious. Okay, they got, like <laughs> got like like this. Bigfoot mobile, um, what do you call those? Um, you, you have, a, you have a, a bookmobile. They have like a, like a, like a Bigfoot mobile. Oh, God. They've, they've got this, it's, a, it's this reasonably large house that's been converted into a Bigfoot museum and a little, uh, a pertinent uh, structure that's the, the, basically the, the annex to the Bigfoot museum. Oh. And so we, we saw that, but of course it was after hours. We're like, you, you got to be kidding me. So we well, we're coming back to this. And so then we took off, and, and, then, and then that was in 2019, so then COVID hit. We're like, oh, shoot. You know, who knows when I'm going to come back back here, but, but you know, they, the, the passport came up, and sure enough, the Bigfoot Museum was on the passport for, for 2020, <laughs> so me and my buddy Andy, who looks enough like me, everybody thinks that Andy's my child, okay? <laughs> oh, no. um, we decided we're going to take a little excursion out to the western part of the state, and we happen into the Bigfoot Museum. And I, I, and I had no really. I, I'd seen her stuff on online, but I really didn't know what to expect. And the structure, of it, I, I, I believe the woman who runs it, um, still lives in the home, but about half of it has been converted into this Bigfoot museum. Oh my god! Along with then there's a, you know, there's another, oh, you know, bigger than a shed, but it's like another outbuilding out, out out there that has like some Bigfoot art and whatnot, and and it's a it's an interesting collection. Um, not entirely what you'd expect. Uh, the, the first thing you, I think, you really most people expect when they come into a Bigfoot museum is to see that the plaster casts of the feet. Yeah. yeah. Yes. H- hence the name Bigfoot. <laughs> right. And, and I don't even remember seeing any plaster casts of feet. But you know they had. I swear to God, this is true. Um, and Linda, if you go out in my in my Facebook and just search, yes, yes, there it is, right there. These are plaster casts of hands <laughs> of the Bigfoot. <laughs>
1: big mm. big hands
6: I'm, yes yes these are these are bigfoot hands oh my god is <laughs> that you know, yeah yeah so yeah not exactly what you were expecting
1: no i'd <laughs> expect casts of feet yes
6: yeah But no, no, right we're, we're hand like, no, no. and
5: dumb knuckle print
6: yep, <laughs> yep yeah, huh. yeah 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 in, in nebraska we go the extra mile everybody you can see feet anywhere in nebraska you're going you're going to see hands by gum <laughs>
1: <So> <laughs> maybe big hands is a, a relative of bigfoot <laughs>
3: Were are, these are.
4: ostensibly taken in Nebraska, or are they just? Um, most of them
6: are not. I don't. I don't. I'm not sure of any of any of these that are. Act- they actually were taken in Nebraska, but yes, as you're as you're seeing now, this is a map of the Bigfoot sightings Bigfoot. in Nebraska.
2: There's a whole lot going on around Lincoln.
5: Yeah, yeah.
6: Bigfoot. Bigfoot gets around. It has
5: nothing to do with the college population and drug use at all. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
6: Nothing at all. No. 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 Yeah, I, I remember when, back when I was in college and took um, psychology of skepticism with Don Jensen. I that and that's when crop circles were just starting to flare up, oh. and there really wasn't an official explanation for them yet. And Don said, "Well, Stu, it's perhaps not a coincidence. They tend to congregate around areas of major universities in,
4: in Britain."
2: Yeah, oh. <laughs> I, I
4: mean, think I see what you're saying.
0: So, aside the, from the
4: drug use issue, universities are also full of students. Freshly freed from their homes, who potentially have access to Bigfoot outfits, <laughs> right? And sometimes yeah, they, a costuming department. Uh, uh,
6: yes, when I was te- when I was teaching Western Civ, our master teacher said that the uh, back, you know, back in the Middle Ages, the place for the misfits was usually you know the monastery. That's where you could go to, kind of, you know, if you didn't want to try to work in the in the commercial system or the feudal system. The the monastery is a good place for the you know for the misfits in society, and he surmised that in the 21st century that's more the the university is kind of where they where they go now you you, you kind of put them oh, in there too funny oh yeah you know I, I know people that i went to college with we we called them lifers back then and 30 years later i see them on facebook and they're still kind of orbiting the university so yeah they're, and they they definitely people who would probably you know um, theorize mm-hmm. about the bigfoot but yeah there's a they have a reconstructed bigfoot layer there with some Bigfoot trophies that he would that he would collect in there. You know that he likes Bigfoot likes shiny
4: things. Bigfoot apparently has a bit of ADHD. (laughs) Uh, I deny any uh, accusations uh, that you're making, Stu.
5: Some people have (laughs) uh, traces of uh, Neanderthal in their DNA. Seth has traces of Bigfoot. (laughs) That's
6: right. Mm. Can't imagine. Yeah. Uh, Perhaps the greatest revelation, certainly from a science fiction fantasy fandom that I found at the Bigfoot Museum was this idea. And they, they there's real there's they have a whole wall of these that one of Bigfoot's hobbies is that when horses are loosed in the in Bigfoot's area, Bigfoot likes to to braid their tails to make them more attractive. <laughs> that's that's Bigfoot's hobby is, is braiding horses' tails. So I'm <laughs> I'm left with the inescapable conclusion that Bigfoot is a brony.
5: <laughs>
4: you heard it here first on Galactic Driftwood. Yeah. Big Bigfoot is a Brony. Is absolutely one hundred percent a Brony. Yes,
6: yes. Who, who apparently does have some substance abuse problems. there, there is a little collection. I swear to God, is absolutely true. Um, of Alcoholics Anonymous um, badges and pins over in, in one corner. Of the Did Bigfoot, Bigfoot man, collected? Uh, and I don't think so. I I I I can't confirm.
3: Okay. are um, supposed I, to
6: be I, is. No 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 my 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 guy just said that you know someone who was a contributor to the museum had these both uh, alcohol anonymous pins and some memorabilia from Russia. They decided they needed to exhibit somewhere, and the the Bigfoot <laughs> Museum was as good a place as any. <laughs> and so that's over in like a, in in like a far corner. And they they may have removed that by now. I'm not sure, but huh. I, I, I
4: I was a little surprised to see that. So yeah, and uh, I kind of like. I'd like to be the the group leader at the alcohol anonymous Alco, the AA. Alcoholics Anonymous, yeah. Yeah, the AA where Bigfoot is a member. This is like it's it helps been to say months.
1: that it helps to stay that Alcoholics Anonymous, Seth, if you're not drinking. Right, right. <laughs> That's sort
5: of you know, <laughs> yes. So so Stu, did they get into it all the fact that indigenous folklore has had bigfoot as a part of their culture for long before this place was settled
6: oh uh, um to, to to degree yes yes um i don't don't recall that being this has been a year now i don't recall that being a major factor in 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 the museum it's certainly not not what this is this is much more of a you know more more recent sightings and the and you know from roger patterson on on, on forward type of culture uh one older uh, exhibit they have there that they've they've put together is this idea that in Russia they were actually able to uh, keep a a large primate captive for some time and you know through through means that they don't elaborate upon she ended up having children you know one wh- wh- one of whom survived for for a number for a number of years and there there are pictures of him and and uh, interviews with him if I I'll, you know to step out of of the facetiousness for just a moment I speaking as a folklorist would probably happen is you have someone who had multiple birth defects and they and to explain to him they they said well he's he's all hairy and he's not quite mentally with us
1: and he's he's got big
6: he possibly has has larger feet than than average yes so they that was i I think most legends are formed that way you see something that either you can't explain or you want to add some meaning to and so that's you 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 you, you, uh form the the you, you you can back back form from that work backwards
5: So I wonder, though, if that has any root in the fact that there was a lot of genetic experimentation in Russia after World War II, because the whole, you know, Stalin's desire for to rebuild the Red Army with eight-man super warriors. So there was some, like, I'm looking at the overview because it's been a while since I've read this, but there were some rumors that... uh, well, a Russian, a Russian physiologist was trying to crossbreed humans with anthropoid, anthropoid. I think I that's how you'd say that. Eight. Yeah,
6: yeah. It, it, yeah. There, there is um that 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 is not a rumor. That was actually a fairly well-known um, uh, anthropologist, and he was. This is. I think it was even before World War II. I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to bring it up now. I know they call it the the word they they used was a a chuman.
5: Yeah, the to... human-chimp hybridization human? program in the first place. Uh, they can be from a sort of tale of ethical misconduct. Like it basically became one of those stories. Like this is why we have ethics around science.
6: <laughs> one, one of them, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. He, was, he was trying to to crossbreed and did it was it wasn't going real well. But and yeah, there's just a...
4: just like uh
6: <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it went a lot further than you might expect. Let's put it that way.
5: Yeah. So. Uh... That and there's the apparently they've never stopped genetic tweaking and, and chemical uses as we found with the Sochi Olympics when it came full blown out that everybody except the ice skaters was doped by the state
6: yeah
4: huh.
6: yeah the, per, per, yeah that, I'm not sure the performance sensing drugs of that, that scandal has extended to Bigfoot genetics but
5: no no but I'm just but saying you, that something you never, you, you they've you never know done. They, they've They've been interested in the human body and how far can you push it.
4: And we'll well, you know, we'll they, know. We'll find out at the next Olympics when their team, their basketball team, comes out and it's just all teen wolf. <laughs>
5: <laughs> but getting back to the, uh, the to the indigenous life perspective of Bigfoot, that is something that I guess is not discussed outside the community as much, but you. Really, internally, kind of accepted among a lot more members of tribal groups uh, than you would think.
6: Yeah, there, there uh, there's a, it, it's, it's reasonably widespread. I know, um, even in the in the Great Plains and amongst the uh, Omaha Nation, yes. there's a there's a figure called uh, Ixaniki. And uh, Ixaniki is is one of the three major, at least, according to Roger Welsh's work. Is one of the three major tricksters of the omaha tradition there's you know coyote of course because coyotes everywhere but (laughs) a rabbit it seems is actually is more active than um uh, than coyote and then and then there's ichthyniki and ichthyniki is a little more hapless than most of your your usual tricksters but the best way i can probably define him is he he sounds a lot like a sasquatch uh rock uh welsh does not use that term uh, because he he said it's it's an oversimplification to call him a monkey because he's much more human than that. Although when when you show people f- of, of the Omaha pictures of chimpanzees, they're like, yes, that's I- that's a that's him right there. So yeah, he seems a, a little bit like a like a sasquatch, even even out here in um uh, on the Great Plains. Yeah, there is a a local tradition.
5: There was a member of the Omaha tribe uh, on Steve Renella's Meat Eater podcast, Sacred Seed, and they talked about a lot of different things on this podcast. So I'd say you could skip the first 28, 30 minutes. It's uh, episode 281, Sacred Seeds. But uh, not only, his name's Taylor Keene and he's a professor yeah, at Creighton. So yeah, no, not Taylor only Keen. did he get into like Bigfoot, and I wanna be careful because that's kind of, that's one of their things. So I don't know how much is appropriate to discuss, uh, but he also got into sacred geometry in indigenous history and uh, how far back it goes in the structures that they found in the United States and the wealth of heritage here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I highly recommend people, if they're more interested in hearing more about those connections between Bigfoot and indigenous, or at least on the Omaha side, they could listen to that podcast. It's
3: mm-hmm.
6: a good recommendation. Yeah. Did, 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 did Taylor get into the ideas that the Omaha are descended from the former residents of Cahokia? out in Eastern St. Louis?
5: Not explicitly, but he did talk about where their name comes from. And you know he did get into St. Louis period about the structures there and the, how they definitely need more exploration, but the constellation alignment and how a lot of that would have aligned with certain periods of the year, kind of like Stonehenge, where the sun would shine through perfect, uh, various areas. It's, it's pretty interesting. Uh, he's been working on a book on this
1: that uh, has been approved
5: for publishing.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Nifty. Now, Stu, maybe you can attest to this or not, but my understanding of the, there, there's one difference between all the Bigfoot sightings around the world versus Bigfoot as he's known in Russia. And that is in Russia, Bigfoot hunts you. <laughs> <laughs>
6: Ah, oh, dearie, dearie, dear. Yeah, well, <laughs> j- just to be just to be technical, the, the name of the Russian Bigfoot is the is the uh, the Almas is the name of the of, the, of the
1: Almas A L M A S. Exactly. Ah. Uh-huh. So if you if
6: you're ever looking for for a Russian Bigfoot, that's that's what you got going. Yeah, that it's um, it's I think it's just sort of a natural archetype. Um. But I, and it's the darndest thing is I remember reading at one point, and I can't I cannot seem to run down a real hard text on this. Uh, the idea that the original um, Pacific Northwest nation's tales of Sasquatch really didn't, you know, weren't really about a creature out in the woods. It was really more about just some guy who had decided to live apart from, uh, from the people and was Mm. was living a a solitary life. So they, there, there's probably some, some amalgamation there that we, we, we are not entirely taking, taking into account.
3: Mm.
5: Would you say though that that's definitely still different than the Wendigo, which was generally associated oh, yes. with people, like thought to be people who became, basically cannibals out in the wild, yeah. losing their shit. Yeah,
6: yeah, yeah. I, 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 think Wendigo is more is more like a is more like a, a vampire. Um, yeah, that's something that, that we forget because Western fiction has sort of made these into like eternal monsters. You know, that just that just keep coming back and they they persevere for years and are these eternal enemies. Um. Creatures like uh, the Wendigo and the, va- the vampire—they were always meant to be transitory. That was a problem to be solved.
5: Yes.
6: So yeah, if there was, there was a vampire attacking your people, you killed it, and that was it. That was what—that's it's a problem to be solved. And and the same thing with, with with the Wendigo. That was an extremely unfortunate circumstance that you took care of.
5: Right. That, that was outside the, the community. He was a threat to the whole because they'd selfishly right. gone off seeking self health and victory or a lot of different things like focus on the self versus focus on the people.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, 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 I would not try to conjoin those two though. I think, I think there's, there's an entirely different dynamic going on.
1: So Stu, I can understand, um, if you, you know, go back in time a little bit, um, people, um, having experiences maybe when they're out in the woods alone where they maybe think they see something and they attribute it to this Bigfoot character type of thing or or like you said where somebody has some birth defects and they you know go backward and attribute it to this person this the the wife or whatever having relations with a, a bigfoot creature but I'm curious as to have if you have any insight into, like this this woman in Hastings that started the, oh. the Bigfoot Museum. What is the fascination in our modern day and age where there are people that are definitely still into this belief in Bigfoot, even though you know we've never seen anything like that? And we've got all this modern technology, and people have all of these sophisticated cameras in their pockets now wherever they go. And yet all we have are these very blurry and and um uh, non-evidentiary photographs that, you know, people claim to be Bigfoot.
6: Well, I think, that, I think there's an idea of, it goes to a lot of what you see with conspiracy theories and with a number of, you know, paranormal and pseudoscientific mm-hmm. things where you want to have knowledge that no one else has. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to latch on that something that, that is still an untold secret. Um, as, as far as this museum uh, presents it, yeah, you know, I don't want to discourage anyone from going because you, Obviously, this is trippy as heck. I think that yeah, part of the best way I could get anyone to go out there is say, "Oh, whatever you do, don't ever, don't ever go to this place." So, <laughs> there, there, there you are. But if you've ever read *Dirt* gently, *Solicit* Detective Agency, um, this concept of the Electric Monk, whose whose job is to just believe everything, hmm. that's kind of what you're going to see at the Bigfoot Museum. If you're looking for something like Jeffrey Meldrum's approach from from University of Idaho, this you have a very very credible anthropologist who studies Bigfoot critically. um, That's probably not the place you you want to go. This is the, this is the place for people who want to believe.
1: Okay. Well, as you went through the museum, was there any piece of evidence provided there that made you think, Hmm,
6: this I'm going to, with the exception of um, the braided, Horse tails probably. Yeah, the, the, the braided horse tails definitely make you made you go, hmm. That's what I'm carrying forth. If there's one learning, one significant way in which this museum has altered my conception of the reality and the lore around this this primate, the these the, the, the stories that go back, you know, to you know to the to the pre-Columbian times mm-hmm. that were worked upon mm-hmm. by theodore roosevelt of all people um it is that bigfoot is in my mind irrevocably a brony
5: (laughs) and on that note well
4: i i had one thing that i wanted to touch on and that i think there's a lot of room for bigfoot here in the midwest oh god
3: (laughs) Well, you know, I watched a little bit of a uh, Bigfoot girl the other night.
4: This is a, what? of what
5: now?
3: No, no, it's one of the Bigfoot experts. Is uh Bigfoot girl who
4: oh
3: out out, out in the northwest.
5: This is a TV show.
3: It's uh like mm-hmm. a documentary from like 2019, I think. Uh
4: it's an OnlyFans. No, I didn't watch. The, <laughs> I I
3: didn't watch the whole thing. I just was wondering what was. Still going on. And um <laughs> it was just kind of fun. Because they they and they have a couple of experts, and one of them keeps going, it's it's not really about finding Bigfoot, it's about it's about the journey. Yes, right. Yes. Yeah, yes. and then they had one of the guys going, This looks like because they, they went camping out in the Northwest, you know. He goes, This looks like an ordinary campsite, but really it's a bunch of people looking for Bigfoot. So uh, there seemed to be some in their minds anyway. The very fact that they were they they could add Bigfoot to something that was really just an ordinary campsite, because we know. <laughs> <clears throat> well, but but it makes it feel like they've they've lifted themselves up to something higher,
1: right?
4: I, I was gonna <laughs> say that there's definitely room for Bigfoot out here in the Midwest, because I mean what. That, that the mental image of bigfoot just like walking out of a cornfield or walking back in to disappear
1: except he's so tall he would be taller than the corn yeah.
3: the I mean
5: look at this picture
6: that's not the way that, that the bigfoot's look but yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's he's not quite so stylized but you know, when you're talking about we're talking about room though that's what and i realize we are running over time now but that, that, that's the thing that, you know, that, that speaking a little, a little more skeptically now, if you're looking at the Pacific Northwest, I mean, and I'm, I'm assuming most listeners of, of this podcast are familiar with the story of D.B. Cooper, because it's just so, yeah. it, it, it's as weird as anything. You have a guy who parachuted into this wilderness. None of the money has ever made its back to, way back to the Federal Reserve, so he's almost certainly still out there. They've, ne- they've been looking for him for 50 years. They scoured the area right after the... Right after the, the, the um, The the skyjacking they never found him, and but you but I think when they were looking for it they found like two other plane crashes. That terrain, that's that's where there's like a glimmer of hope for Bigfoot belief. If he's out there anywhere, he's hiding in there. It's just a it's, I mean if you you get lost in there you might not come out, buddy. You you might have a you might have a real problem. There's a place for Bigfoot to hide, and if you look at that map again of where the Bigfoot sightings are. They're in the valleys of Nebraska. You can watch your dog run away for three days. <laughs> 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 yeah, it, 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 if Bigfoot's hiding there, he's doing <clears throat> he or, or, or she. The, the, the Patterson film is ostensibly of a female. They are the, the Bigfoot, Bigfoot and, 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 um, and, and their brothers and sisters are doing an excellent job of doing it in, in Nebraska.
1: Maybe Bigfoot's a shapeshifter.
5: Uh, that is part of the indigenous yep. lore. Yep. Really? Yes. Also yep.
4: part of the erotica lore on oh, Amazon. God. No, <laughs> on that note, We are
5: stopping the cut. We are <laughs> we are stopping yep. the podcast now. What
1: worries me yeah, is I'm, how Seth I'm knows that.
5: That's enough.
6: Yeah, there there's, there's, the there's, there's, there's some. There's some there's some stories that I probably don't want to tell on on, on, on this podcast. So. All right.
1: We'll do an after a special after dark episode for that Stu. Yeah.
2: No, uh, no problem all right
1: <laughs> all right well cool well, thank you all for joining us for this episode of the galactic driftwood podcast we hope you'll um check us out uh, at galactic and you can check out our partner podcasters if you go to synergy nation network which is synsynnation.net, nation.net and you can find out uh all kinds of uh cool partner podcasts like uh go rpgs and the weekly geekly and and many more so you might find something out there that you like as well as unlikely better than, but at least as well as you like Galactic Driftwood for sure. So, um, anyway, thanks so much for tuning in. We'll look forward to talking to you again uh, next week. Have a good week, y'all. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.
6: Thank you very much for having me.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. For more information and in past episodes, please visit our website at galacticdriftwood.space or subscribe to us on YouTube. And now, please deactivate your cranial downlinks, collector towels, and be sure to watch your step as you exit our gravity well.